Hey mama, you're listening to Mama's Mission. I'm Deb and today you are, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it. I always say you're in for a treat. Well, I guess I just said it. But today we are not looking at pointing our kids to Jesus as such. We're actually looking at us. I'm joined by a really special guest, Rosie Alejandro. I hope I say her surname properly. But she is so full of information about how to actually work on your relationship with Christ. Because how do we point our kids to Jesus when we're not in a great place ourselves? So Rosie actually has her story to share where she was with the Lord, walked away for a wee bit and then came back. And her job at the moment, like she's a full-time teacher, but on the side as well, she's got a podcast called The Intentional Christian woman, and she talks about how do we can get in our word, how we can have bites of heaven in the morning or throughout our day, how we get closer to the Lord. She is so awesome, and I learned heaps from our interview, and I pray that you get loads from it too. Hey, Mama, welcome to Mama's Mission. Do you wish pointing your kids to Jesus could be simple? Are you overwhelmed with no schedule and good habits? So what you want to achieve, like discipling, doesn't happen. Do you have the best intentions to read that devotion with the kids? But after a bit, you lose your groove and feel that pointing your kids to Jesus is too hard. Hey, I'm Deb. I too was overwhelmed with the concept of discipling my littles. I was inconsistent in showing my kids Jesus, jumping from one idea to the next, and I wish for some structure to my day to make that happen. I wanted some routines and ideas on how to point my kids to Jesus, but I kept telling myself this is too hard and will take way too much time until I found routines and habits. In this podcast, you'll discover what discipling your kids is and looks like, how to schedule time in to point your kids to Jesus, and what tools you can use to help you so that you can be the mama living out her greatest mission to show her kids Jesus. So grab a coffee or maybe two, kick back and get ready to launch into your mission. Did you know that I've got a free community of mamas just like you? Mamas who are wanting to point their kids to Jesus, but they want a bit of direction as to how to do that. The community is called the Teaching Your Kids About Jesus, and it's the Facebook group. In it, I share weekly tips and bites of encouragement and so much more. Mama, there have been heaps of us in there and we've been getting inspired by others, you know, sharing our highs and our lows and just tips and tricks and pointing our kids to Jesus. It's seriously something that is so life-giving. I want you to come away from it feeling encouraged and inspired and you will be. I promise you that. So come and join up at bit.ly slash teaching your kids about Jesus or just easier yet click the link in the description thank you so much Rosie for joining us today in your holidays nonetheless but it's so exciting to have you here with us today at Mama's Mission I'm really happy to be here Deb. thank you so much for having me yeah it's a, such a pleasure I just want to start the interview by asking you could you just tell us a little bit about yourself sure absolutely so um, I'm a wife, like you, I'm a wife and a mom. 
I've been joyfully married for almost seven years, and I'm a mom of three, two young men and a little lady. The young men are 20 and 16, and the little lady is four and a half years old. I have been a public schools educator for over 16 years, and I've been a Christian mindset coach for three years. I'm also the podcast host of the Intentional Christian Woman podcast, which is actually um, just today, literally, I was looking at the the uh, global percentage and, and it just increased and I was like blown away. It is now a top 1.5% global podcast. Totally humbled. Praise God. That's um, awesome. That's yes. <laughs> I am like, I'm floored. <laughs> um, and in that podcast is I help Christian women create a Bible study routine to deeply connect with God. And actually, I'm really excited because just today, literally today, through my podcast, I announced that I'm officially launching my connection coaching program. Basically, I'm a relationship coach for your most important relationship, which is your relationship with God. <laughs> so um, I'm excited because on August 1st, uh, through a workshop I'm doing in my online community, I'll be launching it. And it's a little nerve wracking, but it's I mean, I've coached before, but this is a little bit of a different direction. So I'm, I'm very excited and kind of celebrating at the same time. So I'm, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm happy to be on your show. And I'm, I'm so, so grateful that you invited me. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Well, you know, meeting with me. <laughs> Such a blessing. I mean, you're wearing so many hats. I first of all love how you said you've been joyfully married for seven years. Cause um I don't know many of us who could say joyfully being married, you know. There have definitely been highs and lows with me. But um that's so cool that you are wearing all these hats, like you are really busy but the one relationship as you said your most important relationship is not um suffering I suppose because of it because we can get so bogged down with everything of real day life that we mm. often choose to put the most important thing to the side like I'll pick that up later or I'll do it later but we just don't get around to it so mm -hmm. that's so cool that you're doing that and I'm sure that we can learn heaps from you today Yes. Oh, thank you so much. It's very kind of you to say that. <laughs> so I'd love you to speak to the mama who's a bit stagnant in her walk with the Lord. So maybe to the mama who's a bit unsure about pressing into her relationship with God. So what would you say to her to encourage her to keep pressing in? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to tell you that I see you and I I still am you sometimes, okay? Uh, my walk with God isn't perfect, isn't 100%. I don't think anybody's is. A big, why? I think one of the main reasons is because we go through life, a lot of transitions in our lives. Like we become a mom, we become a wife, we become maybe even some sad ones. We might go through a divorce. I have a story myself that I went through something like that, very sad. Um, I am happily married now, or joy I say joyfully because happy is is circumstantial. Joyfully, you have to find it in your heart and with God, right? At God at the center. Yeah. Um, it's not perfect, but it certainly um, I'm, you know, definitely a godly marriage now. But it, it was, it, you know, I went through my transitions in my life. And actually, that was probably the time that my that was definitely the time that my relationship with God suffered the most. And so it not only became stagnant, it was actually not almost non-existent. Um, so sometimes life life's transitions, uh, seasons of changes, whether even health issues or uh, other loved ones, health issues, their kids. I mean, all these things can take away our focus and pull us in all kinds of different directions. So first, again, I'm telling you, like, don't feel like um, 
like uh so the enemy's a liar right he'll say oh you're a horrible daughter of god you're a terrible person for not fill in the blank and those are lies what i will say though is um i will give you some encouragement and i'm going to share a bible verse with you so uh an encourage an encouragement for you and it is this for me every day is in hebrews 12 uh, verse 1 and it says therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us therefore lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I love this verse because we you've probably heard it multiple times before. It's one it's a popular verse. But if you really look in that verse, I, I want to take a few words here for a moment. Uh, let us also sit, set aside every weight and sin. So weight, weight is what you carry, your burden. And you know, Jesus says, lay your burdens on me, right? And and what it says here, set it aside and set your sin aside too, which clings on so closely. So the sin, you know, we could have laziness in our life, pride, whatever sin you struggle with. Um, it's going to be clinging to you because we're human beings, but you can still keep going. And this is what I love about this verse. You can keep going. It just says, keep running. Sometimes you're going to slow down a little bit. You're going to have to catch your breath during that race. You'll have to maybe drink some more water, get yourself, you know, uh, get yourself filled up and then keep, then go back and keep running. And I, I feel like that's a good, a good Bible verse that really can describe our walks with God that we really do. We really will not have a perfect walk, but we need to keep going. And that's, that's what I'll say pressing on that's probably the verse that reminds me most about pressing on that's my encouragement that's really good actually you're so right we all carry a whole lot of stuff and especially in those tricky seasons that's the season that those are the seasons where we just want to give up and put it to the side but that's really encouraging that you've been there before and Mm -hmm. as you're really transparent you know no walk is perfect and it's true because we're we're flawed (laughs) nobody is perfect And that's why we need Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Absolutely. (laughs) So the next question I have is, do you have any tips to back up like your words? Like, for example, you know, we're getting a bit stagnant and we're kind of like, we know we probably should be spending time with the Lord. How do you do that though? When you're feeling a bit stuck, like do you have any tips on how to get yourself out of that? Yes. Well, number one, um, here's here's one of the keys i think one of the most important things is you can't get yourself out of it you need others okay um in those times one of the 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 biggest mistake i made that in that very difficult time were actually isolated the first how it started was i isolated myself from others my community my church community i thought no one understood um that was the devil feeding me the lies. And I believed it. I, I bought all the lies. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the negative thinking, all that, that was, that was our enemy. And so what I would say is be cautious about uh, listening to which is truth and which is a lie. Understand that even if no one, let's say no one really understood you. And I know sometimes there's times where maybe not a lot of people might understand you because it's a very specific thing you're going through but understand number one jesus always understands you so never never stop leaning on jesus and prayer and bible study but understand that there is always someone out there who at least can empathize with you and that loves you and if you have a a good 
tight-knit ch uh, church community and a minimum or other family members or friends that you can lean on, lean on them, especially for those times. Definitely do not is isolate yourself. That's the worst thing you can do. Don't make the mistake that I did years ago that led me into a really bad place spiritually. Um, so that starts there. Don't isolate yourself. Lean on people for help when you need the help. Uh, we all need each other. I think God made us social human beings for a reason. We need we need one another. Even Jesus, um, he, the Bible says Jesus is the head of the church, and we are we are the bride of Jesus. And so we need each other. Okay, so that's my biggest advice. And then of course, by listening to the truth is by reading your Bibles, even if it's a little bit every day. Even if you're like, oh my gosh, like I don't have any time. Some and I'll I'll be getting more into that in the next uh, in, later in the interview, but. But even if it's just a Bible verse, like a day or something like that, like in your hardest times, have truth spoken in you through the scriptures. I think that's the number one, because faith comes from hearing the message. It does say that in the Bible. And so hearing the message, hearing the word of God, the word of Jesus, um, and that that is where faith comes from. So if you feel like even you're losing faith, that can affect your motivation and vice and vice versa. They could affect each other. So that that's probably the 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 tips that I have for you. That's really that's a really good point, actually, because you're right. We were supposed to be in community, and it's not like we need to rely on other people to uh, sustain our faith. But in those harder times, when we don't mm -hmm. want to be transparent with others and we don't want to air our dirty laundry, we kind of mm -hmm. need to, and we need to, for people to come alongside us and say, "I've got you." Like I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to support you and help you in any way that I can. And I've, I've been the same, you know, you, I think it's natural to want to withdraw when you're going through something tough, especially something tough. I don't know if it, if this was your case in particular, but if it's something like a divorce and you may think, okay, well, within the church, is this something that could be frowned upon or what have you, you just naturally might want to withdraw and isolate yourself. I'd love you to just touch on a little bit about you know you've you've shared a bits of your story about how you did go through a rough patch how did you like obviously you withdrew from the church and your community how did you kind of go to the other side if that makes sense like how did you get closer to the lord Okay, so it, it was it's interesting cuz actually when I started struggling I'll I'll go back a little further um it was really because my husband was losing faith first. My husband at the time um, was losing faith. And so he stopped going to church. And that that on top of the, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of things happening in my life. I just had another baby, my second born, my son. Um, I had just changed careers from social work to teaching. I was taking a couple of us. I was taking a college level class. It was really difficult. I mean, a master's level class. It was really difficult. All those things were happening while my my husband was like, See ya. I don't want to be in church anymore. And then I'm here taking my newborn to church by myself, 40 minute drive every Sunday and trying to for like eight months being a, a married to basically a non-believer. Cause at that point he had made that decision. I'm not, I'm not a believer. I'm just not, no, no God. Like he's uh, not atheist, but um, what is that? Agnostic or some, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And so it was just, yeah, it was really tough. Um, and then two years later, um, that's when the the divorce happened. So it was sort of a, pro a progress, but I had stopped coming to church because it was very difficult. And for four years, I, I was in that sort of, well, two years, I really lived a very sinful life. Like I was divorced. And so I was like, just um, going from one relationship, one relationship to another. So that was just trying to find love in all, all the wrong places. But one day when, when it changed was, and, and it was, 
I, I think I was already kind of getting tired of that life, but I didn't really realize it. Um, I didn't really say it out loud to myself, but I think God was already kind of, you know, talking to me like, it's time yeah. to come back, like, come on. And, but it was one moment where I had a a, a friend who, who said something, made a comment, but it, it was a comment that, um, that kind of like, sort of a mirror in my face, not in a bad way. It was like a bad comment. It was sort of like in joking style, but it was like, I, it, it just put the mirror in front of me, like, oh my goodness. Like I thought to myself, look how far. I have come into this worldliness, worldly life that I was living in. And I'm so grateful to this day for that comment because it woke me up and I feel like God used that. So that evening, I remember I went literally as I entered my house, I um, no, I was no one was home. I went to my bedroom and I just got on my knees and I started crying and crying and just uh, apologizing to God and, and asking him, you know, I'm sorry, I want you back. I want you back in my life. And I I really miss you. And and I can't believe I left this amazing church that everything was just beautiful. It wasn't a perfect, no, no church is perfect, but my goodness, what a haven compared to the world, you know, like, how could I leave mm. that? How could I leave this kingdom on earth sort of thing versus this worldliness, horrible darkness. And, um, and that's the moment that it happened. And so immediately it's like, Holy Spirit got strengthened suddenly in me because <laughs> I had grieved the Holy Spirit for those years of my sinful life. And, um, and then suddenly there was repentance and I, I was a mind shift and, um, and then it was actions. So I picked up my Bible, um, after that, and I started just in Matthew reading the words of Jesus. I was like, I need to read Jesus. I need to hear Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I hadn't picked up my Bible in years and I just, I just started, oh, and I just started feeling so filled in like, ah, this is, I, I, I can't believe I have been away for so long. And I think it was more of a, really a moment. Um, and I think it was just, you know, God was always there. God never leaves us even in those times. But I think, you know, when you're living in like, the, like the prodigal son, I would consider myself like I was like the prodigal daughter, you know? And, um, and so that's, that's kind of what happened with me personally. It was sort of this revelation, this sort of eye-opening time and, um, and, uh, and just that connection with God again, praying and being honest and real and just uh, crying and, pouring out and and then reconnecting with my church family, making that decision to to call them up and say, hey, I'd like to go to church again. <laughs> Please help me with my Bible study so I can re-strengthen my faith. And they studied some scriptures with me to re-strengthen my faith. And I started journaling and all that stuff. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I regained my faith. That was, that was a situation that was a little extreme. I know it doesn't happen to everybody where, you know, you become kind of like the prodigal daughter and maybe there's someone out here, uh, maybe one of your, your yeah. listeners might be, you know, and I know that your listeners, you know, your show is mama's mission is trying to help our kids. Um, but really, you know, when we're not doing well, spiritually, our yeah. kids suffer. And one of the things that I did when I came back is I sat down with my boys and I think they were like, I don't even remember. They were, they were young. They were like five and maybe eight or something like that. And I just, I just said, Hey boys, I just want to say, I'm so sorry. Uh, my mom is, mom is going back to church. Um, mom has neglected for teaching you about God. I have neglected even a lot of things, time with you. I thought about myself a lot. I want to say, I'm so sorry. I love you boys. I, I literally, it was just came from, you know, like I, I got to talk to my boys and apologize. And they were looking at me like, oh. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> because they're kids, you know, like, they know mom loves them, but I just, I just feel like I needed to do that. And so it's so important because I wanted them to see um, that you, that God is important and I, I was going to start bringing them to church with me and, 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 you know, 
make sure that they started hearing more about God versus those four years that I didn't speak to them about God at all. Um, that, that was a lot of time lost and a lot of opportunities lost. And, um, and I wasn't that example, certainly not their father and definitely not me. Um, but I wanted to at least be that example. So that's how it happened for me. Oh, thank you so much for sharing, Rosie, because that I think there are a lot of people out there who are, I guess, what, what you would say, unequally yoked or one person in the marriage or partnership is a believer and the other isn't. And it is really tough when you are feeling like it's all on you, all on your shoulders to to carry this. And then I don't blame you for having doubts and then, you know, going through hardship and choosing to, you know, explore other options. But that's so cool that you kind of, I guess in a way saw the light <laughs> and had mm. had your moment where you had someone just say something and I, I believe those are God moments like he plants those people in our lives for a reason and that I mean I had the same thing we had really difficult times in our marriage and it just took one friend to just say and jest like where's the love and that really hit home and I was like oh my goodness like we're he's so right where is the love like so when we really need to sort this out and that one comment shifted things around and the same thing with you that one comment turned you around for you to go actually I need you Jesus I just love that yes absolutely that God moment I love that that's so true (laughs) (laughs) we've alluded in the in the interview so far to time you know because a lot Mm -hmm. of us feel like we don't have time, feel like there are way more things that are of a priority. I say priority, you know, (laughs) it's not a real priority, but, you know, we feel that they're priorities. I'm the first to be guilty of this. But do you have in uh, times used a lot as an excuse to not spend time with God? So what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it it really is pretty much exactly you were kind of alluding to it already, you know it's first of all it's a mind shift well first we have to use our words very carefully when instead of saying we don't have time we're what we're really saying it's not a priority so imagine you know if if you um a, a good friend asked you hey uh how's how's your bible study going how's your relationship with god are, are you have you been have you been connecting with him through your scriptures every day let's just say they ask you that and then you say no it's not a priority mm. god's not a priority Think yeah. about how that sounds, but that's really what you're saying now. Yeah. Don't hate me, please. Don't hate me, listeners. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just being very, very real here because, uh, and and this is really something that I think if if we really start doing that, not just with our relationship with God, but with a lot of things like, what is not a priority in your life? Like if you just say it's not a priority, I don't have time for this. Well, is it a priority? We all have time, but we may not have time for everything. We certainly don't have time to do everything, right? It's certainly not. We have to be very picky and choosy about you know, how we spend our time as moms, you know, especially and, and if you're working as well, uh, or, or running a business, you you have to you have to kind of just go, all right, where am I going to prioritize my time? Absolutely. So start with that. Like, I think that could help us convict our, our own hearts is by instead of saying, I don't have time say, no, God is not a priority right now. And I know that's harsh. <laughs> that yeah. is harsh. But it is it is for our own hearts. You know, the Bible, the Bible talks about how I believe it's in Hebrews, if I'm not mistaken, it is it is a double edged sword, right? It it cuts, you know, the bone and marrow and 
it really um it it it, it teaches us but also rebukes us so yeah. we you know sometimes we do need to hear that now the second thing too is is really a mindset it's really a mindset because you know with with having that saying that okay it's not a priority now why is it not a priority okay what is it about our mindset are we allowing worry to overtake us um well, Jesus said, lay your burdens on him or do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Now, understandably, there are plenty of people who suffer through with anxiety and depression and other mental health issues. Absolutely. We must always be sensitive. I'm very sensitive to that because I understand that that is a, those are a different set of circumstances when you're going through something like a health issue or a mental health issue. You understand that you've got other things going on aside from, you know, the everyday busyness of life and your responsibilities. So, I, I do want you to hear me if you're going through something like that, that God, you know, he has a lot of even extra grace on you because you, cause you're not going to have perfect days. You're really not. And you, again, you probably need your community more than ever, even if you do want to isolate yourself more than more during those times. But um, I think in general, generally speaking, we do need to look at our time as in what is a priority and what is not a priority. And if it's not, why, why is it not? Let's, let's take a look at that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It's It comes down to priorities, doesn't it? And unfortunately, Absolutely. a lot of us feel that other things are more of a priority when in the grand scheme of things, like, I don't know, that whole concept to me that keeps coming back is heaven-minded. And, you know, we're only on this earth for a short time, even though we kind of lose sight of that. And we need to be heaven-focused, fix our eyes on heaven. And, you know, what kind of deposits are we making in the heavenly realms? And yeah. is it like, um, I don't know, checking Facebook or whatever, is that making a heavenly deposit? Mm, maybe yeah. not so much. So we maybe need yeah. to get things into alignment a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you talked about social media too. That that could be a big time waster for anybody, not just our youth. Um, I have an episode in there about about social media because it's a struggle for a lot of people. So oh, definitely yeah. a good point about, about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any practical ways that we can can consistently spend time with God? Because this is oh, your yeah. forte, I suppose. This is where your the meat and potatoes is in your podcast. And I love that your heart is to encourage and inspire women to get in their word, you know, reignite their relationship with the Lord. So is there any tips and are there, sorry, any tips and tricks you can give us? Absolutely. Okay. Well, first of all, I do want to point your listeners to four podcast episodes that I did in February of this year, uh, the year of this recording. I don't know when you're listening, but it's 2023. But the episodes um, on the podcast, The Intentional Christian Women, um, if you're driving right now, you probably can't write this down. You might want to rewind it. But um, those are found in episodes 109, 110, 111 and 112. And so those episodes specifically, 109, 110, 111, and 112 are, are actually, they start with mindset, but it, then it goes into practicals of when we don't have a lot of, there's two of them specifically that what happened, what, what should you do? Things that actually I do, at least that I share um, that help me when I have almost no time. Um, still, how do I connect in, in the scriptures? And then there's one about 
um, you know, that once a week or once every other week where you have, um, you can have, so the, the once every other week where you have a date with God, that's where you can spend more time with God and catch up sort of, and really connect deeply. Like you have dates with your husband, right? You know, hopefully we have dates. I know that sometimes we can't have dates every week, especially you have young kids, but at least, at least once a month, that's what my husband and I do. And, and we made that a, a point. Some people have it, are, are privileged to have it every week and every other week. That's great. Whatever works for you, as long as you have an every um everyday connection too. Because like, imagine if you're sitting there, you come home from work or or whatever your spouse comes home from work, and 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 you don't even talk to them, you don't even say <laughs> like, how was your day? Like like this, you know. I know that prayer, you talk to God, and that's really important. That's an important way of connecting with God. But then, what about listening to God? Like you you know your your spouse expects you to listen to them. And then yeah. you also talk to them. It's a back and forth conversation. So even if it's just a short conversation to connect you both together, a short conversation over dinner because it was a really crazy day, the kids are sick, et cetera, et cetera, you name it. Or maybe you're just, I don't know what, you name it. There's all kinds of things that can happen in a day. You can at least have some kind of short connection. So in those episodes, I talk about that. I talk about, for example, listening to the Bible um, on your way to do things, you know, um, reading short, uh, doing short readings and then, and then praying. Um, and then, you know, there's something else I don't point in those episodes, but I, I kind of will be coaching my, my um, clients towards uh, in my coaching program. And there's a couple of other methods I do that can really quicken your, your like kind of make it make your times very short but also very powerful very very powerful and and it has to do with also when you have questions as you're reading just just write the question down and and come back to it on the weekend like later you can research that you can find that definition later but make sure you write it down because sometimes we run into uh, scriptures that we're like what does this mean what is that what was that place called what and and you're like i don't have time for this and sometimes it's hard to say i'm going to study my bible every day and you're thinking of like the perfect woman who's sitting there in her perfectly clean desk with perfect surroundings or being outside with the flowers and everything's beautiful and it's not raining and it's gorgeous and you're just sitting there breathing in and being on the hammock reading your bible and <laughs> writing on your devotional for an hour and you're like that is not realistic for a mom no no <laughs> however you could still have a, a little bit of that you can have a little bit of heaven every morning that's what I kind of call it you know like it's that it's that peace that you get you know there's I call my times with God I have them daily and what what I call those times even even those adjusted days where I have to make them quicker um, or I have to adjust them to listening and then maybe praying on, on a different occasion, like and squeezing another, you know, I, even then those are my little pieces of, of heaven, but it's also a form of self-care if you think about it, because yeah. when you, yeah, because when you have that time where it's quiet in the house, whether it's in the morning or late at night or during the nap times or whatever the case, it's quiet in the house or it's quiet in that room or in the corner, or wherever your closet, wherever you want to get yourself into or in the car, if you need to. Um, find that quiet space and you can just breathe and just take in the word and just commune and just talk to God. It doesn't have to be formal. You can just talk to him or just meditate. I have a, an episode about meditating. It doesn't have to be formal either. You can meditate. You can have a conversation with God every day. As long as you have a little bit of that, just much like, you know, you talk to your loved one, your spouse, your kids, even if you're, let's say you're a single parent. If you have zero communication with your kids, I was a single parent mom for 10 years and my 
communication every day with my kids pretty much. So um, even if it's your kids, you still don't picture yourself never saying anything to your kids, right? You want to, yeah. how was your day in school? Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I think about our relationship with God, except of course, it's our most important relationship and it kind of brings everything to peace. It, it, it gives you a peace that no one else can give you. Nothing else can give you. And it, and it's sort of that connection you get just, it, there's not, nothing can take it away. Not even the devil's worst schemes. Nothing can take away that peace and that calm that you start your day or at least or end your day or find a time in the middle of the day where you can just connect with God. It's, it, there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's so true. I love that. I love how you, a little piece of heaven every day. And that's, a, and you're so right as well. It is self-care. It it really does. Like um, how long I've been doing it for quite some time, you know, just starting my day in the word. And I love it how you mentioned writing questions because my book and my Bible has those chunky margins down the sides and half of them are filled with questions. And I always make sure that I go to Google or, you know, a reputable source so I can actually find the answer to that. But that gets you understanding it more and gives you a way bigger picture than just reading it and just going, oh, that's a lovely verse and moving on, like actually asking those questions. And that's what I've been doing tons on. So I think that's awesome that you mentioned that because that's really important for us to grow stronger in our faith, for us to have questions. I mean, yeah, we need to be think believe the Bible is the infallible word of God, but we also, it's okay to have questions. God wants us to have questions like, he doesn't want us to just be little robots and yes, yes, Lord, no, Lord. Like um, ultimately that's what we would like to do, be completely obedient, but he wants us to be real with him as well. And like, why did you make that happen? Or why did, you know, I've got so many questions and <laughs> I think we'll get to, we always say we'll get to heaven and we'll be like, well, we're going to, I'm going to have a few questions for God, but yeah. See, probably when we're up in here, we'll just be like, flag the questions. Who cares about that? Like, I'm here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I don't true. care anymore. Right. That is so true. Oh, my goodness. Can't <laughs> wait for that. Well, no, I could, I could wait, but I can't wait, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to go totally too soon, but I, but I do want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rosie, thank you so much for joining us um, and sharing what you had to share with us. I would love it if you could let the listeners know, like, first of all, for the listener, the episodes that Rosie mentioned, I'll mention, I'll put in the description so that that'll be an easy find for you. But also, could you let the listener know where they can find out more about you? Absolutely, of course. Well, um, first of all, the main place is on my podcast, The Intentional Christian Woman. You can find me anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you're not somebody who listens to podcasts on a regular podcast channel like my husband my husband listens on my youtube channel <laughs> i'm like okay i almost i am on youtube too under the intentional christian woman you'll you'll find the audios there i actually create shorts of bible verse shorts every every week as well and those those 15 second shorts they get a lot of attention so i do have a youtube channel as well but the podcast is the main place and then of course you can all also um uh find me on my website the the intentional christian woman.com 
Uh, and then there you'll find uh, more about me, uh, who I am. And then, of course, if you want to find out more about the coaching program, the new connection coaching that I have launching uh, here on August 1st, feel free to uh, check that out. Uh, and then, of course, I while I'm not on social that much, I do have a Facebook uh, and I, I do have an Instagram, but I, I stopped using it last November. So I'm really not on there. However, I am on Facebook and really where I'm at most of my time is in my Facebook uh, community. And the community is also called the Intentional Christian Woman. And that's on bit.ly slash let's be intentional. So those are the places that you can find me. And of course, you can also grab. I do have um, a gift for you as well. If you go to my podcast on the show notes, you can grab uh, something that I made that helps you to have great dates with God and helps you journal better and ask questions as you're doing your Bible study. It's called the Read Bible Study Journal as Bible Study Guide and Journal. So if you want to feel free to grab that, um, you can grab your free copy of that as well. Oh, thank you so much. That's going to be such a blessing for our listeners. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy to provide it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us. I'm sure, I mean, I got loads from it, which is awesome. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Deb. It's so good to see you again. And I'm really, really happy to have been here. Thank you. Thank you to everyone also for listening. Deb is amazing. She has an amazing podcast. Can I just say that plug in? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're, you're amazing. Thank you, Deb, so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey mama, I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed mama.